it might be fun to count the amount of times this episode presents us with some completely batshit insane thing and just tries to pass it off like it's completely normal. So, let's begin. We pick up with Flint and Lady J, who are now just waiting in that red stuff that is apparently not lava. And then, as if suddenly remembering that they're supposed to be sinking, they disappear under the surface. Wild Bill informs us that it's actually mud, so I guess it's red-tinted mud that somehow makes people sink in it, but is also transparent enough that they can see each other and everything else when they're in it. I guess I should probably just let this go now. Thankfully, Lady J has more trick arrows than that DC Comics version of Hawkeye. You know, the green one. What's his name? And she produces some kind of javelin that makes an air bubble and has little jets on it. Well, good thing she thought I hadn't packed that, I suppose. Meanwhile, the sailor, the ninja, the wolf, and the parrot are still making their way through the ghetto. They wander into a place called the Snake Club, which is surely the best spot for two guys trying to avoid Cobra to duck into. The bouncer, who sounds like Spike from Transformers after a serious head injury, denies them entry. But Shipwreck slips him a $20 bill. I had to rewind and slow the thing down like five times before I could confirm this, but trust me. $20. Remember, this was 1986. That was a lot of money back then. Then a lady named Satin comes on stage and sings a song I'm pretty sure I heard in a porn movie made around this time. Cobra that got away Changed my life one rainy day On our first rendezvous We held hands and I heard him say And then she gives Shipwreck a lap dance, but it's just a clever ploy to get him and Snake Eyes on stage to hide from the advancing Cobra agents. So they join the line of Rockettes-style kick dancers and Snake Eyes break dances. We obviously need a minute to process this. So we cut away to Cobra HQ, where Cobra Commander is yelling at Destro, who's getting caught up in a net that emerges from another of Lady J's trick javelins. Then the control cube develops exploding Dr. Octopus arms. Also, there appears to be a TV set just sitting on the ground behind Destro. Back at the Snake Club, Satin hits the lights and helps her new Joe friends escape. Thankfully, she has a secret passage in her dressing room. In the Aztec City of the Dead... Oh, is that what the title of the previous episode before they actually arrived here was referring to? The Crimson Twins are delivering exposition by completing each other's sentences. I can't see this ever getting annoying. And the Joes are right behind. Roadblock, for his part, seems to have forgotten his own particular vocal idiosyncrasy. Well, we can't just sit down and send out for pizza. If that cube's here, we gotta find it. Yo, Joe. Then the Ancient Guardians, giant Aztec statue robots, come to life and start attacking the Joes. In the Arctic Circle, Alpine and Bazooka are wondering how they're gonna get up the mountain where Cobra's setting up their cube. So naturally, Alpine solves the problem the way any sensible military-trained commando would solve a problem. By yodeling. At the Snake Club, the Cobra Gestapo comes looking for the wayward Joes, but they're defeated when Satin throws a lamp at them. Then she hands some dresses to Shipwreck and Snake Eyes. Then the show remembers we ended on a cliffhanger in that Aztec temple like 10 minutes ago and finally goes back to the Joes and the ancient warrior statues. I remind you, these are not products of Cobra. These were apparently built by the actual Aztecs. Back up on the space station, the fatal Fluffies are happy because the cubes are being activated. And up north, Bazooka escapes the Cobras by riding piggyback on Alpine. Which, okay, maybe his legs are hurt or something? But no, he starts walking around again, just in time for them to be attacked by angry seals. You know, seals. The most vicious predator in the Arctic. You may think I'm kidding, but this is the cliffhanger that ends the episode. 
so we can assume that this is the deadliest of all the various dangers the different teams are experiencing right now. That is not a small number.